natural rat, I am not a clone. Yeah, you and I'm a puppeteer, and I am not a drone. Yeah, got a new master, and I follow him alone. Only good life till I'm gone. Greetings, everyone. This is Marcus Staples, your servant in Jesus Christ, coming to you with another edition of Unpacking the Theology, the show that unpacks the reason behind the rhyme in Christian hip-hop. On this show, we will be unpacking Trip Lee's track, Robot, from his album, The Good Life, put out by Reach Recordings. Before we get in it, we're going to take a quick look at being a robot from two perspectives. From one is the unbeliever's perspective. They see Christians as robots. Their view of freedom is doing whatever you want, so the fact that Christians live such alien and such foreign lives, and we can find these principles and find these uh, means for our living inside of this book, means to the outside world, we're robots. We just do whatever we're told, and that's all we can do. And their view of freedom is doing whatever they feel like doing whenever they do it. But from the Bible standpoint, It's the unbelievers who are robots. Well, the Bible doesn't necessarily say robots. It uses a different term, and that term is slaves. Those who are unbelievers are slaves to their sins. Which leads us into today's verse. It comes to us out of Romans chapter 6, verses 15 through 23. Hang on, this is a long one. It reads, What then? Are we to sin because we are not under law, but under grace? By no means. Do you not know that if you present yourselves to anyone as obedient slaves, you are slaves of the one whom you obey, either of sin, which leads to death, or of obedience, which leads to righteousness? But thanks be to God that you, who were once slaves to sin, have become obedient from the heart to the standard of teaching to which you were committed, and, having been set free from sin, have become slaves to righteousness. I am speaking in human terms because of your limitations." For just as you once presented your members as slaves to impurity and to lawlessness, leading to more lawlessness, so now present yourselves as slaves to righteousness, leading to sanctification. For when you were slaves of sin, you were free in regard to righteousness. But what fruit were you getting at the time from the things which you are now ashamed? For the end of those things is death. But now that you have been set free from sin and have become slaves to God, The fruit you get leads to sanctification, and its end, eternal life. For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Now this track has three different verses, and each verse is broken down into a different theme. So that's how we're going to look at it today. The theme of verse 1 is that we're born slaves under the power of sin. Have you ever heard the question, are we sinners because we sin, or do we sin because we're sinners? Well, looking at the Bible, that question is super easy to answer. The truth is we sin because we're sinners. Psalm 58.3 says, from the womb, we're speaking lies. So sin is our default setting. We're born that way, and that's what we know. As slaves, we are incapable of obeying God's law, or even pleasing Him. Romans 8.7 and 8 says, for the mind that is set on the flesh is hostile to God for it does not submit to God's law. Indeed, it cannot. Those who are in the flesh cannot please God. We go through life sinning because it's all we know. And the evidence of this is the fruit that we produce in our lives. 
2 Peter 2.19 says, For whatever outcomes a person, to that he is enslaved. See, as a sinner, we delight in our sin. We delight and approve in our lust, in our addictions, in our lying, in our slander, and in our coveting. We do it freely and without even a second thought, because we're born as slaves under the power of sin. Now, verse 2 has a similar theme. It's that we are unwitting slaves to sin. That is, at least until we're given a new heart. Now, like I said earlier, atheists and anti-theists will ridicule Christians. They say that we're mindless, that we follow some made-up rules by man, that we're limiting our fun, that Christians are using fear to control other people by threatening them with hell, that we're not thinking for ourselves. But they couldn't be more wrong. It's the non-believer who, though he thinks he sees, is actually the one that's blind. Tripoli says it this way, I made my own choices, but it was a disguise. The only thing I really did was pick a different lie. Like all of us, the freedom we thought we had was actually slavery. Proverbs 16.25 says, There is a way that seems right to man, but its end is the way to death. The things you thought fun as a non-believer, you don't think are fun anymore, and you see the futility in those actions. The non-believer, however, is blinded to this reality, that their activities are futile. Ephesians 4.17-19 says, Now this I say and testify in the Lord, that you must no longer walk as the Gentiles do, in the futility of their minds. They are darkened in their understanding, alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them, due to their hardness of heart. They have become callous and have given themselves up to sensualities, greedy to practice every kind of impurity. But the true redeemed have had their eyes open from their slavery, which leads to death. Jesus put it this way in John chapter 8. It says, So Jesus said to the Jews who had believed him, If you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. They answered him, We are offsprings of Abraham, and have never been enslaved to anybody. How is it that you say you will become free? Jesus answered them, Truly, truly, I say to you, everyone who practices sin is a slave to sin. The slave does not remain in the house forever. The son remains forever. So, if the son sets you free, you are free indeed. Which leads us to the third verse. The theme of that verse is, we have a new heart and sin no longer reigns in us. Once you're saved, you are no longer a slave to sin. You are truly free. In Romans 6, it reads, You also must consider yourselves dead to sin and alive to God in Jesus Christ. Let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body to make you obey its passions. Do not present your members to sin as instruments for unrighteousness, but present yourselves to God as those who have been brought from death to life and your members to God as instruments for righteousness. For sin will have no dominion over you, since you are not under the law, but under grace. It is because of our freedom that we are different from the world. We no longer have the same desires to sin like we used to. We like going to church. We like fellowship with the saints. We like serving our neighbor. The world doesn't understand it. The world cannot understand it, because they are still slaves to their sin. So go and live in that freedom of Christ. You are no longer a robot, but you have been set free. 
Now, if you have any questions on what it looks like to live in the freedom that is in Christ, flip on over in your Bibles to Ephesians 4 and read that chapter through the rest of the book. It gives you a good idea of what the life of a Christian ought to look like. Now, Tripoli uses metaphors like this all throughout his albums. If you want to see some more examples, you can check out a link to purchase his album, The Good Life, on our website, unpackingthetheology.wordpress.com. And as always, if you have any songs you would like us to unpack, please leave a note in the comments section, or use a link to find us on Google+. We hope you can join us for our next unpack. Thank you, and God bless. I'm not a, I'm not a robot now. I'm not a, I'm not a, I am not a robot now.